Okay, what's going on, guys? And welcome to a brand new episode of Energize. Today, we have a very special guest on the show. We have former K Warriors champion, Paddy the Baddy Pimlet, live from his kitchen, fresh off a workout. Paddy, how are you doing? What is happening, the lads? How are we? Good, good, good. How's that isolation life in Liverpool? It's all right, like, you know what I mean? There's, uh, I think, a worse places to be isolated, but I'd rather be isolated in Thailand. 10 weeks ago yeah that sounds that, that sounds a bit sexier yeah. uh, Paddy tell us uh, how, how did you get started off in mixed martial arts um, well, to be honest one of the lads in the youth around the corner he was one of my mates growing up um, he started to watch you and I can remember him in the youth he put on Diego Sanchez versus Clay Guida oh my god he was like 14 he was like 14 lad and he just come out and started me with all the stuff like yeah this is sick this is sick uh, and then I can remember staying up and watching UFC 103 Belfort versus Franklin and uh, Belfort bingo them and then I went on a run at like half five in the morning just <laughs> must have looked like a proper weirdo and then I just decided to go it went in 2010 just not long after my birthday when I was turning 15 yeah, did you do any other sports growing up as well because uh, I hear you're an avid oh, no. fan no yeah I was, I was I played footy but I was shit was I've, I was I was good when I was about nine, ten, and then I just stayed that level, and I'm, about, I'm only a little bit better than that now. That sounds so, like me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm shy to fussy lads. Fucking play fussy with the lads for the laugh and that. But like the only other sport that I, that was alright in my life was tennis and table tennis. But you have to be playing that from when you're about three years of age to be good at it. So in when I first done MMA, I didn't think it was going to go this far. You know what I mean? I just started yeah. doing it. Um, just someone told me about Next Gen uh, through Joe Neal, and then I just went and fell in love with it. Yeah, how long? How long were you there for until you? And then you start realizing, well, I can actually, I can go far in this. Well, it was like fifteen months in when I had my first fight when I was sixteen. It's one of the lads in the gym pulled out a week before with an ankle injury, yeah. so as I jumped in. And, uh, and what, what weight class was that at? Phantom. The bantamweight, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, and I, I had to lose about a kilo in a week, you know what I mean, one of them. Yeah. And uh, I never even thought it would get me that far when I was an amateur, you know what I mean? I was amateur and then I thought everyone amateur and Paul just said to me, do you want to go pro? Because you've got no one else to fight. So I said, yeah. And then like I went for I went for no pro, then on my first loss. And then it was before that Sheridan fight, I was thinking, oh, am I going to... I'm making enough money doing this and that's some you have to make and do doing other stuff and just like oh, Paul I don't know how to do this and then Paul said just start just start working in the gym so I started working in the gym and got me better and better and then obviously after I fought like Grimshaw and Teddy Violet everything just blew up and to where it is now yeah what was the, what was the real blow up moment for you Paddy because like obviously you'd be the most recognisable person in Cage Warriors and like uh, when, when was that real moment that it just really blew up for you Liverpool was like a hotbed for MMA about 10 years ago for like the amateur scene and then I went to Cage Warriors and I've done a few interviews and that but then like when I went when I, I won on Cage Warriors and then the, the thing you know, happened with Cage Warriors where there was no fights for a while I went and fought on FCC yeah. and I was selling loads of tickets for FCC everyone was made up with me on FCC and then Grimshaw that was like my first one where people thought, oh, we'll see if he's a hype job or not. You know what I mean? So I fought him and beat him. 
Yeah. And then when I, when I fought Teddy Violet, lad, and said Scousers don't get knocked out, that was when everything just went bananas. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. man, man like, what, like, what, what, what sort of like feedback yeah. or support were you getting from uh, the Liverpoolians? Uh, I think the only thing pair it's like the Irish fans with the Irish fighters. You know what I mean? That's yeah. Just, I wouldn't say there's any other support in the world like it. In fairness, Pat, you've blown the roof off the echo a few times now, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, I've I've had land the echo a few times. Like I won the belt there, and then I've won by flying triangle twice there, and I've lost two five round decisions there. <laughs> <laughs> but Paddy, it's mad to think that you're what you won the belt. What well, you're twenty one, I think, at the time, and yeah, and like you've had what twelve or thirteen fights in cage wires alone. Like you yeah, know what I mean? Like you're 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 actually so experienced for someone your age. Yeah, I've only had five fights outside the cage warriors. My first three, and then the two on FCC. So yeah, thirteen fights on cage warriors. And did you almost become the champion too soon and too early in career? Like getting ready for those five round fights is very different for getting ready for a three round fight. Like that must take a massive toll on you. Yeah, it does, especially when you're fucking cutting eight kilos overnight to make sixty six. That's when mm. it's doing the damage. And in terms of weight class now, are are you set at lightweight now or? Um, I am for now. Yeah, I was when I fought the Federate all them years mm. ago. I was very unprofessional. You know what I mean, I wasn't doing everything by the book like I should have. I was arsing around and that. So the last the last time I weighed, I cut like three three kilo, three and a half when I fought Decky. But when I was meant to fight Gianetti, I, I only cut about a kilo, literally in the bat. So I, I could have made featherweight that night. If I would have known that Steve Amable was going to miss weight, you never know. I might have went on 45 and thought, man, to be a half of the belt. Yeah. Obviously, it's been well publicised that like you, you've turned down the opportunity to fight in the UFC a couple of times. Um, when you first got that call, well, like, what weight division was it at? And uh, what was the main thing that made you turn it down? It was going to be featherweight, wasn't it? Because it was after, it was the, as mm. soon as me and Fishy had won the belt, because they come back in. The UFC come in to sign both of us. Yeah. But then Cage Warriors give us both bumper new deals, you know what I mean? Big ones. Yeah. So we stayed with Cage Warriors, you know what I mean? And I don't regret it because I look back now and think if I would have went to the UFC when I was 21, I probably would have got me head punched in. That's the thing, man. Like some people like just jump at the bit when they have that huge opportunity. Mm-hmm. And uh, like you actually like stood your ground, like, you know what? I'm just going to keep home my craft and keep going and going and going. And because there's you know, a few UK MMA guys who went in the UFC and had about two or three fights or four fights went like one and three or one and two or two mm. and two and then you're being cut you know what I mean yeah well that's the thing like, like obviously you would like if that could have happened to you then like I wouldn't say you'd be washed up but like you, 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 people would be like oh that's what people would say though <laughs> yeah that's no yeah but that's, that's the way, thing you know I mean? so like being smart about it is uh was a, was a brilliant idea like who did, did you just cope with that yourself or did your team be like here do you know what there's big things to come from you. Like, yeah, kind of hold back a bit and then, like, let yourself go until you start hitting, like, 26, 27. Boom. You're, like, you have your man strength. You're, like, ready to rock and roll, really, you know? Yeah, Paul's a big part in that. You know what I mean? And so is uh, Graham as well. But then, like, my team. You know what I mean? It's mainly my team and my family. Even my family. Mm-hmm. They don't know much about MMA, but they care about me. So, they, Stephen, they said, stick with cage buddies for the bit. Because, like I said, they give me a bumper new deal. It's like, UFC. Yeah, because uh, that, is, that, that is one thing that Graham Boylan seems to be doing very, very well. He seems to be really looking after people in Cage Warriors. 
And he's still chomping at the bit to try and get Cage Warriors back up and running in for an event. And obviously, Paddy, you're probably the most experienced fighter in the world fighting on a big show in an, either an empty or small arena because you did the BT Sports Arena against Arosa and yeah. you fought at 113. I don't know anyone else who's fought in those circumstances twice. You know, long day like there's two fights there in Mad Rod. It's weird, like, I'm not going to lie. But if there was a lightweight that wanted to fight at, like, say, 77, I don't even know if I'd make 77 in a few weeks' notice, lad. I don't know. <laughs> well, if someone wants to catch weight at 80k, you normally fight at lightweight in the game. <laughs> nah. if, yeah, if, if someone else is uh, put on the COVID uh, weight and wants to give uh, Paddy Pimlet uh, an old knock, he's game ball for it. And to tell us about the, tell us about the lightweight division. Uh, Mason Jones is looking very very good up there. How do you how do you see yourself matching up against him? Um, well, no, what to be honest, he was in the changes with me for the last fight. He's he's a nice lad. You know what I mean? I was yeah. speaking to him. Uh, we wished each other luck on that. Although I'm not going to say nothing bad about him, but uh, obviously I I think I'd beat him, lad. Just yeah. like I think I'd beat anyone. I think I'd beat Mason. His striking's good, but no one's seen my striking recently. Like, I haven't, as you know, I haven't fought that the other week. Doesn't even count that. I was standing for about 15 seconds, got it with a left hook, and it's a bit of one, two, and then fucking end up on top of him. Yeah. And um, yeah. so, like, 18, I know it was our ass on him, I'd have fell for him. But, um, like, people underestimate my striking still, which I love. And then I know for the fact that if I took Mason down, I would be able to shoot him. Yeah, well, in fairness, I wouldn't doubt you. You're an absolute phenom on the ground. And uh, obviously, that's where your your sort of strong point would be to most people. But if you were to sort of rank fifty percent ground game, fifty percent stand up, where would you rank? Would you say sixty percent you're better on the ground, forty percent stand up, or where would you put it? Yeah, I'd say about sixty percent ground, sixty sixty five percent ground, forty percent stand up. And have you heard from Cage Warriors on whether they will have a show in an empty arena? Another one. I really don't know because they've put they've pushed a few shows back, haven't they? Mm. The only thing is at the minute how can how can we fight if we can't train? Yeah. Okay. Like and the fam that asked, like how if someone else is like in like what in the position where I'm in, yeah. where they've only been able to use a rower and there's a bag and fucking run and do shit like that and they want to fight lad and get paid, I'll do it with them lad. Yeah, I also saw that uh Cage Warriors put out that video of like all the fighters and like well nearly all the fighters in the roster d- doing the punch and then like yeah. reacting first of all what a brilliant video but uh, you can really see how much of a push you're getting Paddy being the, the first person on the video you know that's what I said Chickens, the, the people think that lad they think that but I'm just glad I never had to take a shot lad I'm just there like <laughs> the <laughs> only one not to take a shot <laughs> yeah but taking a shot aren't it yeah, yeah, the face that runs the place—that's that's Paddy Pimlet, huh? Yeah, lad, it is a it is a belt that video though, oh, lads, a belt. Oh. I was watching it myself. I showed me my and all that. I was like, yeah, this is a fucking belter. Yeah, well, it's brilliant. Who was it? Ian Gary and Oban Elliot were there having a virtual fight on it as well before. Yeah. Did you that one? <laughs> yeah, I like Ian and Oban. Lad, to speak to the pair of them sometimes. Lad, the sound. Yeah, yeah, good banter. Is there anyone yeah. in the Cage Warriors who does not like Ian Gary? No, uh, to be honest, he, he is a cool cat. Like, yeah. a few, he was there at the way when I was meant to fight Giannetti. He was just stood next to me laughing his head off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think... having a back and forth with him. He was just laughing his head off. No, I, always, I always ask like, Ian, because like, he's a good friend of the show, and I'm like, 
I was watching them and goes, oh, I was only texting him yesterday. I texted him last night. Do you ever text Ian Gary? Because he seems to text everyone. He's never <laughs> off the phone. Insta message me too. Yeah. No, that, that's absolutely brilliant. Uh, and Paddy, obviously, your end goal is probably to move towards the UFC. I know you've turned it down, but I assume you will move there eventually. Yeah, and of course, it's, like, it's, the, it's the main thing in MMA, mm. isn't it, lads? Fucking, mm. Like playing in the Champions League for a footballer. And then, how do you feel like you stack up against that? Those guys in, in the UFC. I think I can beat anyone on me day. That's simple. Anyone in the whole fucking roster, never mind what division. Would you fancy yourself against Khabib? You can't say no, can I? That's that simple. That's fucking. I wouldn't I suppose. put it that way. I wouldn't fucking choke to tap to a neck crank. Oh, a little bit of shade for Connor. I wouldn't choke to a neck crank. Paddy, that confidence is unbelievable. You know that man. Like uh, obviously, like uh, you, like you blew up there, and then uh, just watching watching your work. I know obviously you were out for a year, but uh, like having that confidence is just so needed in this in this game. Like I mean, we had Ian on, and he is like the confidence to burn, and like like uh, all the fighters, like you just have to do it. If you, if you don't back mm-hmm. yourself, you shouldn't be in the game really. But uh, exactly. like I when you were, if you don't, if you're yeah. not your own fucking biggest believer, lad, you're in the wrong game. Yeah, because we've loads of people that follow MA, rugby, football, everything. And like uh, getting people on like yourself who have that mind frame and attitude. Like people that watch the shows, they may not be athletes, or, but they can put that into like the work or the workouts or any sort of part of their life, you know. And it's just uh, it's a good, good, really good thing to see. But like you were obviously off for over a year. And um, like, what, like when, during that year, what were you sort of doing? Were you like, were you looking at yourself? What, what were you trying to like? improve on or even your mindset like what were you sort of doing in that year like or reflecting on what you could do I don't know well the force in the, the force in the set well the first of September didn't I and then I wanted to just fucking brush it away and get a fight in straight away in November so I could forget about that fight against Desme the first time and then we were just looking at me and stuff and we were just like you've broken again you can't fight and that so the NHS then took the piss with me operation. I didn't get that till May. So I was still training that. I was still doing stuff, but it just wasn't the same. And I didn't have like nothing to focus on. And we had fell off. Lot. It was just in a bad way. And then when I got the operation, everything was worse again, lads, because I couldn't do absolutely nothing for a bit. I had to just fucking leave it. Like I never done nothing. And I started having all, all of the stuff, like health problems because of infections, lad, in my wrist. Where the fucking they hadn't put the caster on properly, and I had all goo coming out of my wrist, lad, and I don't know what happened to go Biazzi. It was fucking horrible, lad. People think it was just a broken wrist, lad. They ended up having pure infections and fucking and all shit like that. But yeah, wait there, let's see if you can see my wrist. Can you, can you see a scar on that? Yeah, I can, yeah. There's that scar from one side, and then the second time they went in there. Fucking hell, man. But like obviously, you see the thing is about bolt marks in that way. The other bolt, it come up mad. The way you mentioned that, it come up on me timer a year ago mm. today, yesterday, of me and the Aussie looking and like I'm moving me hand like that, and where the pins are keeping it in place, the pins are moving, and all yellow crust was moving with the pin, yeah. where it was all crazy infections and that, and then obviously that made me depressed. Lad, I was fucking suicidal. Lad, my head was chocker. Yeah, well, you see, that, that's a, that's another thing. Like people watch the glory, the entrances, the celebrations, but then you think that's it? It's yeah, but then, but then, what about the guys on the ground? Like, what what about the like going back to hospitals and all the stuff? 
and then like obviously being out for a year and then people like will constantly be like I, get, I bet you the question you get asked where when are you going to the UFC is like when's your next fight when's your next fight when's your next fight it's never like Lad. how was the last Answer fight you know? someone asked me that they asked the most annoying question you get I think it was Lydia and I was like when are you going to the UFC <laughs> lad it's the most annoying question ever lad <laughs> when are you going to the UFC I'm like lad sin dance fight oh you're messing you lad you never you never do something oh Sean lad sweet you're the expert see you after yeah, but like, Paddy, what you just brought up there about mental health as well, like, you're really like, like creating your own sort of line, like, you know what I mean? You had the opportunity to go to UFC at 21, you're like, look, I'm not ready yet, I'll, like, if the, I know they'll come calling again, I'm like, I'm going to just march to the beat of my own drum. And now, now like, you're, they're very, very experienced, like, this, this, like, if the last, if this, uh, the risk situation didn't happen, who knows what situation would be in right now. But like, um, for people like watching now and like knowing that like you didn't just jump with that chance because if you could have they could have thrown you to the lions and then who would have known what happened but like to for people watching now like like taking that time to relax and being like right i'm actually just going to take my time with this this is my career i'm not going to rush it. i'm going to take it in my, my own footsteps also bearing with the mental health stuff at the end of the day like what would you have to say to people that are just sort of watching now because like you're you're a big figure in the, in the company and i'm sure people watching this now are like one day I want to be like Paddy, you know. See that I do love to love people to like take motivation, inspiration, and stuff like that. But I just see myself as a normal kid, lads. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, but like you're gonna you have to accept just... you're, you're you're bigger than, than just a normal kid, you know. You're still in the echoes and like it's not. Like, I know. I just not normal kid just does that. I don't like to fucking be big headed and shit, lad. People say to me, "Oh, you're a celebrity." I'm like, lad, I'm not. Don't I'm not. You like to sit beat up. Yeah, I, 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 I to that one. A few people have said that. I'll be the fifth Beatle all day. Yeah. I'll shout, lad. You're a gang of Nicky's, but a celebrity and that. No. Yeah, no, but, but I, okay, wipe the celebrity thing away, but just being like a brilliant athlete, like what would you say to people that are like, they're overcoming a loss, like being out for a year, like that sort of stuff, you know, taking the time to actually really get ready to go into the UFC. Because obviously, you mentioned Gary earlier, he was dying to get on UFC Dublin card. But like now he's like taking time to reflect and be like, look, my time will come. It doesn't need to be right now. It will come. Like it's the worst thing you can do in them situations is just think negative and just be negative. And that's what I did for a few months. Just thinking, oh my god, I'm never gonna fight again. My wrist never gonna be the same. I'm gonna be this. I'm gonna be that. People are saying this about me. The right, you know what I mean? And you've, you've just gotta be like, fuck them. Fuck what they think. You've gotta think about yourself and think about what the people who care about you think. That's all that matters. Your family, your friends, your team. What everyone else says doesn't mean shit. What the people around you care about, you say, means stuff. And that's what I got from it. Because you realise that you real mates were as well. You realise yeah. the clean guns and that. Who was really there for you? The stuff. Who was really there for you? That's what I've figured out over the past 18 months. And I'm, I'll be honest, I'm glad it's happened. There's a lot of a lot stuff that happened. It's me realise the people who were, who were there for me. You know, yeah, who, who's, who was really there for you? Obviously, me, me family, me fiance, all me fucking proper mates, you know what I mean? Then all my teammates, and I don't even call them teammates anymore, I call them my gym family, you know yeah. what I mean? Or was like my second dad. Fair play to Paddy, you know what I mean? Like, I suppose uh, overcoming, you know, stuff is always what makes the story better in the long run. And when you do, you know, leave your gloves in, in the octagon, you know what I mean? You, you can say Paddy Pinna. What a story, you know what I mean? And like having that been out for a year was definitely part of that story. Yeah, I've I've, I've always said that, you know what I mean? I've mentioned it with my wrist, all the greats have had to come over it at injury. And mm. 
change the style of fighting to do it and to win a different way. And that's that's what I'm gonna do. Sometimes I won't but like I've done it in the decky fight, I didn't rely on me wrist to go mm. for the choke. I flattened him out and I fucking punched his head until the ref stopped it. Yeah. Let me ask you a non MMA related question. What do you think's gonna happen with your beloved Liverpool uh with the Premier League? <laughs> Been getting asked this a lot, lads. Yeah. It's getting finished. Yeah, <laughs> it's getting finished. What's getting what, what what's getting finished more? Too much, the Premier too much money at stake. What's getting finished more, Decky Dalton or the Premier League? The Premier League. I never knocked them clean out. <laughs> the Premier League. Uh, I, I think. Um, you see what's just happened the French League. Yeah, no. yeah, the, they are crowned PSG champions, didn't they? PSG champions, oh, isn't that? Yeah, yeah. Champions League spaces out. I think they were waiting for someone else to do that, weren't they? Yeah, waiting for someone else to do that. But I think mm. if if that dickhead who's in number fucking 10 says that they can do it behind closed doors, then they're going to do it. They're going to finish it. How do you feel about that? Like, obviously, they're going to win the league in an empty stadium. It's not going to be too bad because we do it in an empty stadium this year and then next year we do it in the full one. Oh, no to conference. Confident man, confident man. Who's your favourite player That's there, it. actually? Yeah. Who's what? Who's your favourite player there? Um, lad, I don't I fucking obviously Trent's a scouser, isn't he? But then yeah, you've yeah. got Robbo, who was just one of the lads, was fucking playing in a division, fucking two team or something, putting on uh, putting on Facebook about seven years ago, he was got a normal job for me. Yeah. But then uh, I like Fabinho, me and Salah, and he, not Salah, Mane, Mane being our best player this season, and Henderson. You can't forget about him, lad. I, I used. <laughs> I used to call Henderson Horrendison because he used to be that shit. And now, lad, he's just fucking a different player. It's weird. Yeah, it's amazing yeah, what hard, hard work and dedication does. But, don't uh, forget about Van Dijk, Allison, and Firmino because he hadn't named anyone I mean, else. Lad, the rest of them in the team. And Genie, lad. Yeah. And then <laughs> Gomez, lad. If, if Gomez was playing against Watford, lad, we wouldn't have lost. You, 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 you also go to a good few of the games, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Have you been... Who do you support? Uh, <laughs> Oh, Everton fans. What? No, I'm only joking, you know it. United, I <laughs> Well, I went to Old Stafford this year, and I went to Anfield when we fucking slapped you. Oh, you don't need to rub it in, man. We're having a good conversation now. Just rub it in. Red, I put a picture up of it the other night, actually, because did you see the sky that night? The sky was like a red colour. Yeah. Like, and like a top yeah, we saw it in Anfield. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we saw that, yeah, yeah, when they beat United. Would, um, would it actually... Fighting in Anfield, would that be one of your biggest goals? Yeah, that's someone asked you that the other day, where's your dream place to fight? And I know people say the GM and people say um, New York and that, but obviously for me it's Anfield. Would you let Darren Hill fight in the card? What? Or would you let Darren Hill fight on the card as well? If he wants to jump on, lad, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paddy man, Paddy man, I, think, I think that's like a brilliant way to finish it. But honestly, like uh, watching watching you, you go like going through everything, it's uh, it's it's a great story to follow, man. Especially over here. But um, we're gonna have to get you on again in the build to your next fight, you know. Well, yeah, you know what though, you were saying about um, be a good watch, lad. Just after a fourth back, so, um, someone Tim Crawford, who's now a friend of mine, started coming to the gym and videoing me and coming to me house and stuff and videoing a little bit of training. And now he's been videoing me for about eighteen months now. Yeah, and like. He's going to start doing more and more footage of that and put it forward to someone and hopefully in the future like, that's going to be like a little, that McGregor documentary what uh, the Irish lads done. That's great. Paddy, the body, Pimler. 
The Fifth Beatles. That's what they'll call the documentary. You know. <laughs> Molly McCann's also getting loads of footage as well. That's brilliant to see. But uh, here, Paddy, keep, keep going, man. Like, uh, I'm sure some people who have tuned in now, like I just listened to your story there, like coming through, overcoming adversity and stuff, man. It's brilliant to see. And just keep, stay, stay strong and just keep going, man. We're proud of you, you know what? Thank you, fella. Legend. Yeah, so, yeah, so if you enjoyed the show, make sure to like, share, subscribe. And as always, stay energized. Ha, ha, ha.